podcast. Welcome back. Hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, this podcast is a really, really fun one for me. Uh, with my background in performance coaching within the UK scene of League of Legends, this was super fun to talk to Alejandro. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, get in contact with us on Twitter, at League Talk Show, or leave a rating on any of the podcasting apps. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of League Talk, the podcast all about management, coaching, performance and all things League of Legends. My name is AJ and on today's podcast we have Alejandro Suarez. So welcome, thank you so much for your time. I hope I didn't butcher the pronunciation of your name. Uh, my accent's probably uh, yeah, too hot. It's, it's fine, don't worry. Alejandro Suarez. <laughs> I, I mean, go. it's very difficult to pronunciate the R because it's not the same in other countries, yes. but it's fine. Yeah, it's perfect. Fine. Thank so you Alejandro, much. why don't you give us uh, a little introduction to yourself. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks to you for inviting uh, well, uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I studied sports science and I've worked for almost two years in Mad Lions CC, mm-hmm. one of the most important negotiations in Spain in the last two years. Amazing. And this is this is something that's really, really interesting to me. Um, and this is something that I regularly ask people about is pathways. So one of the big things in traditional sports is there's a very easy like very clear pathway so you can if mm-hmm. you're a professional footballer for example you'll play at school and then you might play at the weekend in England then you go That's to it. an academy and it goes through like that now each sport <coughs> is completely different in terms of coaching in terms of players their pathway is so different so this is why I find it so interesting I'm mm-hmm. super interested to see how you got into esports. We'll get into sort of your resume at some point. Um, but well, that's a that's a funny question because uh, before entering esports, uh, I was selling cars, doing something very different. But the problem is that I started sports science uh, while doing it, and um, I love playing video games. So one day I decided to why don't uh, why. Don't I mix, for example, both hobbies? I mean, video games and sports. Mm-hmm. It was more or less 2016, the first months. Mm-hmm. And I've, I talked with one of my favorite professors, who was a psychologist, and I told him my project about this, and he told me, hey, I think it's a possibility. You have to do a master in sports science and then try to get into the sports field. Uh, doing networking mm-hmm. in one year while studying it and that's what I did and then uh, the Mad Lions opportunity appeared in uh, uh, August 2017 mm-hmm. and then I entered in field. Wow. So your education is heavy there. You've got <laughs> study sports science as a master. What was your degree yes. before that? Yeah, I started first a degree and then the master. Amazing. And then, and then I entered in this wow. What was that like? What was the educational system like for you? Because um, a lot of people will have different views <laughs> on educational systems, and my view is different, but that's, you know, it could be because I'm in England and maybe. Where, where did you do your degrees? Was it in Spain? Uh, in Spain, it was 2000, 2009 to 2014, wow. and then the master was. 2016 to 2017. Oh my goodness, that's uh, a lot of education. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Well, right now I started another master, but I think it's it's <laughs> the part of your life. You have to learn every time if yeah. you want to improve. Yeah, so of course. I think it's good. For example, uh, what I did, it's like I studied a master and trying to specialize in esports. I mean, mm. uh, I tried to use uh, psychology in esports uh, with an, with with this teacher I've talked five mm-hmm. minutes ago and uh, we tried to make a study with esports players in space so this will connect with the esports field and then help me to get into a team if there yeah. would be an opportunity Makes and it sense. happened so amazing and how, how did you find that because um, so I'm currently in my fourth year of university 
Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to talking about dissertation and projects going into the future for consultancy, um, I've had a lot of pushback in terms of my want to go into mm-hmm. esports, where people have been like, well, you st- I study sports management, so if mm-hmm. it's not round and you don't kick it, then people are a little bit confused. <laughs> you know? So how was, how was that for you? Obviously, you were going into this esports thing, what, five years ago, well, thinking about uh, it? So uh, For a year, I went to lots of events. I tried to connect by LinkedIn, by Twitter, mm. with a uh, lot of people in the esports field and I showed what I was doing mm-hmm. and then you have to push them a lot of times and then maybe sometimes they will they, they would listen to you and yeah. that's what happened uh, because I, in in June 2017 I met uh, first time Alvaro and uh, yes. we we just met for five ten minutes mm-hmm. and uh, he had a good view of me about how we work and dating it a manager, a general manager in Mount Lions, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I entered there. I mean, uh, amazing. You you have to sell yourself. To yeah. <laughs> how how was that networking then? Because networking generally is quite a difficult thing to do, isn't it? How, how did well, you find that experience? Well, I think that uh, you don't have to be shy a lot. You have to mm. be talkative. You have to be. Uh, I mean, you have to be like you are. I mm. mean. Uh, I, I always try to smile. I was trying to to make a to feeling good with all people. Yeah. And uh, then moreover, I'm uh, I'm I'm very extrovert. So I think that these qualities helped me to meet people, to do a network, mm-hmm. uh, to do a networking, and then everything happened. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Amazing. Because <laughs> as you said, so you were selling cars, uh, going into education. You were doing all these wonderful things. Um, and then this sort of gets you into Mad Lions, right? So do you mind talking yes. about the experience of going from sort of studying uh, and getting your degrees and masters and all of that and then going to Mad Lions? You said that you mm. got in contact with RNA, but how did that sort of process go for you? Sorry, I didn't understand. Ah, that, the process of actually getting to Mad Lions. So you said you networked an awful lot and then you get there. How did all of these previous things link to Mad Lions? So your degree, did selling cars, was that applicable in any way? Oh, uh, well, you have to know about my education or something like this and how it could fit in, in the position. Well, yeah. uh, I, st- I started first sports science and then because it's very difficult to find a good job in, in traditional sports in Spain mm. because you need to have a lot of good contacts. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, of, of money, uh, I had an opportunity to sell cars, and that's why I was selling cars for a year. And then, in while working on them, I thought about uh, what, I t- what I talked to you, like uh, mixing uh, video games and traditional sports. Yeah. I mean, what I've started, and that's why I decided to do a master. And then, while doing the master, doing a network with uh, the teams, uh, with Spain teams, mm-hmm. and to try to to get into the esports, uh, whatever position. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, you go for anything. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. And then try to move in the in the position I, I really like or I'm I'm really identified. For. Mm-hmm. Amazing, because <laughs> the other the other really interesting thing is um, prior to Mad Lions, and this is something that. I think is really, really beneficial for anyone in this sort of field is is having lots of strings to your bow. I don't know if you've heard this phrase where you don't you're not just a sports psychologist, you don't just have a masters. You actually That's were it. I was looking through on your Twitter and you had this sort of um, sort of free agency sheet, right? Where it said that you yes. were essentially a personal trainer for seven years. Now, I'm super interested as to what this has taught you and how this applied to your role at Mad Lions. Uh, well, uh, I think that uh the experience I had in every field helped me to do what I was doing in Bob Lions. But mm. for example, these seven years uh, training uh, people, I mean, uh, 
from 60 years old to 80 years old. Mm -hmm. I think that helped me to empathize really well with the people I'm trained or I'm trying to, to improve in lots of ways. Yeah. And then um, I have a different philosophy that it's not only training, it's everything around training. I mean, mm. for example, how you sleep, uh, how you work this day, uh, what you're eating every day. Uh, I mean, what do you think about life in terms of yeah. how I... I want to die today. Okay, so maybe we have to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Everyone, everyone could have a bad day, so yeah, I have of course. to. I, I have to uh, take uh, this facts uh, very well because it's impossible to train well if you don't consider them. Yeah. So that's why uh, uh, my my studies in in my degree in in sports science, I try to mix them with psychology because I think it's very. I think this psychology and, and uh, physical exercise are really connected. Yes. So you have to uh, work with them at the same time because if you don't, you are uh, missing one of the one of the two most important things. So yeah. that's why I try to to do this. And then because of esports, it's more medicine than physical, but there is a, a physical part that you have to take care of. of. So. Uh, the first, it was very difficult, for example, to, to help them because mm -hmm. uh, the the culture, I know the esports culture, uh, they're not used to do uh, traditional sports or physical exercise to yes. get better. Because the most important thing is that you're not watching how it helps you. I mean, you have to train for a long time, and then you will see how it helps you. Mm -hmm. So. That's right. At first, it was very difficult, but I think that that those uh, seven years helped me to 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 empathize with them and then to to consider how physical activity was relevant for them. Interesting. And and when you first came into Mad Lions, what we'll, what we'll do is actually talk about the role at Mad Lions. So for those who aren't aware of the roles that you've had, we'll come on to that a little bit later. Um, but when you when you arrived, there was a little bit of pushback. Then there were people that were like, "Why am I doing this? I don't want to exercise. I just want to play." That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Have you? It's very difficult. Yeah, have you seen the um, Nike documentary that they did with the LPL? Sorry, the the, the Nike. You know, Nike is in Nike. The, oh to, yes, yes. They did a documentary with the think, LPL. I think I retweeted it uh, on my Twitter. Yes, I and I retweeted it because uh, sometimes it's very difficult to uh, to show players how physical activity could help them. I mean, yes. in lots of ways. I mean, in terms of endurance, in terms of, uh, for example, going for an event. You don't know how exhausting it's going to run even, you know, taking the plane or taking the train, going there, sleeping in a bed that it's not yours. Yeah. Uh, then going to to a stage with lots of lights, with lots of elements that stress you more. Mm -hmm. So physical activity helps you to tolerate better. So what we try to do in Mad Lions, it's like controlling uh, those facts that are um how to find a word uh, <laughs> that are stressing you yes. and then try to convert them in helping you I see for example yeah, yeah, food yeah. sleeping planning uh, physical activity uh, everything mm -hmm. I mean that, that's what we what we did in 2003 and that's why we we almost won everything yeah and I think this is the thing that a lot of people can overlook very quickly and, and myself I've been working within UK esports 
Um, and it's very, very easy to see from our perspective, a sportsman's perspective, that physical activity should just be something that you do, right? But when you're not entrenched in this sort of idea of physical activity and exercise is so wonderful for X, Y, and Z reason, when that's not normal to you, coming into esports and all you want to do is, is play, it makes it's a lot play. of sense. That's yeah, it. that's it. But the most important thing is that it's not only play. For example, we have our own method that we created with Alejo, that our psychologist yeah. in Madanios. Like it wasn't only playing that there were lots of things that were things like reading, uh, things like, for example, uh, playing some dynamic groups, uh, doing physical activity, mm -hmm. doing some psychological, um, uh, how to say, work stuff for them. Uh, yeah. yeah, works for them. So it wasn't only uh, uh, playing video games. And I think it's because, I mean, if you play every day, I mean, it's very difficult to to lose the mechanics. I mean, uh, if you're playing three, four hours a day, I think it's very difficult. Mm. The only plan you could have, it's like, because uh, if some chance they're not in the meta, maybe you you are not going to play them for two months. So maybe yeah. one day or two days, you have to play them, for example, 20, 30 times to yeah. remember how it works. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only thing that maybe you have to sure sometimes it's necessary yes. yeah yeah I'm with yeah, that that's it it's necessary because you have to play this champ because it's in it's tier one tier yes. S, so that's why but then I think that there are lots of things there are lots of facts that you have to train I mean memory uh, everything I mean for example uh, like watching films and then together and then try to to, to find how it, it was done I mean th oh, th that's okay. an example yeah. yeah that's an that's an example that maybe could help you for example for, for I mean I don't know. You have to choose, for example, some films to maybe that could help them to make a better team. Mm -hmm. uh, choose some, for example, some reviews of other players, how they play, and then discuss Going how they play. And, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's not only playing. That's what we what we did in our method, mm -hmm. and of course with with Alvar that helps us to do lots of things. I think that that's why we we had a. Of course, we had a good team in terms yeah. of mechanics and mm -hmm. macro, but then we had a, a, the good stuff to make a good method for them so that's why I think that we the success of Mad Lions I mean interesting see I've had um, do you know have you heard of Ismail Pedraza you, have you heard of the name Ismail Sorry, Pedraza he works for Rogue at the moment he's their performance coach it's a uh, it's oh yes yes I'm probably uh, pronouncing it horribly. <laughs> I, I have talked with him sometimes. Yeah. I think he he's he's really good. Yeah. So when he's been on the podcast previously and he spoke about his method, which was what he called a, a, a holistic approach. So like you, he would focus on eating, he would focus on sleep. But what it wasn't just video games. It would be all That's of these it. different things. But it's really interesting to hear that it's for you. It's not just these sort of. Uh, classic sports physical activity sort of benefits you, you're not just looking at sleep you're not just looking at eating you're not just looking at exercise you're also looking at training the brain and making sure that the memory's there and all these different things to go alongside it and I think that's something that I've not even considered so um, very very interesting to hear but yes I think that well Ismail he's a really good professional mm. I, I, I've, uh, I've talked with him sometimes and mm -hmm. we have more or less the same view about yeah. for sure he's He's psychologist and I'm a, a fitness coach. If you want to put me at yeah, work, yeah, yeah. Okay. but for example, I I was involved as well in in the planning of Mad Lions in terms of uh, where the players have to eat, where the players have to wake up, where okay. the players have to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in the plan of everything and trying to 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 take with my hands these facts and yeah. transform them in a positive way. So I think that. It would be very fun to work with uh, Ismail. I think that yeah. 
we, we will improve for sure, lad. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Um, and something just for the sort of people that are listening and the people at home is, um, a question that I'd really like to ask you is, what would you recommend for people at home if they wanted to get into this sort of mentality a little bit better? So it could be exercise and help with their esports career. It could be eating and help with how does how what what piece of advice could you give to them that might be beneficial for their career that they can start like today? You know. Well, I think that uh, the most important thing is that the the habit make the champion. I mean, uh, you need some habits. For example, waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, mm-hmm. trying to uh, do between three and five uh, meals per day. You have to uh, eat everything. I mean, fruit, carbohydrates, protein, whatever. Uh, then another thing that you that it's very important for people to, who want to pick up into sports mm-hmm. in, a, in amateur in a traditional or in a professional way mm-hmm. it's like you have to be constant I mean yeah. uh, it's very it's very difficult uh, to to get into sports field mm-hmm. in a professional way so you have to continue you have to push you have to Keep, keep going because it's very difficult to get into and to improve you have to watch others you have to uh, learn from others that are that are better for you mm-hmm. better than you so it's very important to be very creative with yourself then you have to be uh, very patient mm-hmm. and then you have to work hard I think it's that's all I mean yeah uh, <clears throat> that, that's all I mean it, it, that's what you have to do. Interesting. I like that because, as you say, the the idea of constants in esports. I, I've always said esports is a game of hours. You know, this is something where people put so much time into playing these video yes. games that yeah, but you the can't. Is that, yeah. Sorry for interrupting That's you. Like, uh, the problem is that they play lots of hours, but they don't plan these hours. Yeah. I mean, it's like for example, if you want to play, it's very important that. For example, if you want to play for hours, mm-hmm. you know that you have to make stop between two hours and two hours from 10, 15 minutes, you know, yeah. to disconnect. And then you have to plan these hours out. What uh, what do you have to prove? Mm-hmm. I have to improve, for example, putting words in the League of Legends. So, okay, so first of all, I'm going minutes about how to put words in my position. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm going to work it in two solo cues, only putting these words. Mm-hmm. And of course, mute all because sometimes I commit it's like a bit toxic. Yeah. So, this, for example, this fact, you are controlling it, muting everything, mm-hmm. muting people. So, I mean, and then you have to review it, and then you have to test it again. Mm. That's why that that's how I think that you have to work if you want to improve some things. Because of course we know how to play a line, or maybe we don't, mm. but we think that we we, we do, we mm-hmm. know. So, check it, realize, yeah. feedback, then again. Amazing. It's it's like this process. Yeah, it's Everything the circle. Is, sure. The cycle. Yeah, that's yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for giving over the advice there. Um, So in esports, as we've touched on a couple of times, you've worked predominantly with Mad Lions. Now, for those who haven't heard of Mad Lions, this is one of the most successful Spanish League of Legends organizations who were most recently making headlines because of the SK lineup. So I presume this was the lineup that was around when you were here, uh, when you were around Mad Lions. So it was basically all of SK and Nemesis, so Nemesis being the Fnatic mid, uh, mid laner. Um, and you spent your first sort of period at Mad Lions as a manager, and then you moved to a performance manager, right? That's it. Um, so for those who aren't acutely aware of what those positions are, would you just go into detail as to explain what your role as a manager was and that your, what your okay. role as the performance manager was? Okay, well, uh, first, uh, I started in Mad Lions in August, and 
only the one person who was controlling everything. I mean, in terms of uh, contracts mm-hmm. and billing, uh, logistics, events, uh, everything. I mean, it was only me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's how a startup works. So, uh, the first four months, five months w- were like this. I mean, I couldn't um, focus on, for example, on nutrition, uh, training, uh, planning, performance, communication with the teams uh, inside the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, we decided the Mad Lions because we half going at that moment, uh, like, hey, I think that we need a person of operations here. And I, I, I was agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, of course. And uh, they, uh, uh, they brought to us uh, Antonio, who was uh, our uh, general manager, okay. and then they moved me to performance manager because uh, they they thought that it, it would be my best position sure. because of my status. Mm-hmm. And uh, my duties there were like uh, trying to uh, trying to to show our teams the method we have been created with Alejo, mm-hmm. including nutrition, physical activity, habits, uh, health, everything mm-hmm. uh, to make a plan for their life. In esports and not esports as well. Yes. Because some of our players, for example, our Australia players, were mm-hmm. studying mm-hmm. at the uh, at college. So it's like okay, we have to, and then that? we yeah we create a plan f- specifically for them because mm-hmm. some of them study in the morning and some of them study the day in the afternoon. Yeah. So, of course, we we were there to help them to find the better plan for mm-hmm. the best plan for them for all of them and. We were working for them. Then, uh, with the CSGO uh, coaches, we show uh, we we try to uh, to help them in terms of making dabs of what they're doing every time. You know, to yeah. help them to to make better screams, uh, better plays, better everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, for example, with the League of Legends uh, team, uh, we talked with Alba and we tried to help them with physical activity as well because they were in our gaming house living. Yeah. With the nutrition as well, and then uh, with the communication in game. So, how to make it better, short, clear. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were doing in in Mad Lions. In my position, of course, with with Alejo, our psychologist, because we it's like I I always explain as like two brains working together. Yeah, I of mean, course. Like, yeah, the psychology part and the physical planning part, performance yeah. part. So Amazing. we work together. That's really interesting. That's, really, did you have a preference? <laughs> did you prefer doing one role to the other? Well, I prefer, of course, performance because yeah. uh, I I've been doing for five six months uh, operation and it it was fine. But the problem is that uh, sometimes it was very stressful, mm. especially in events. Mm. And uh, then uh, uh, I the move uh, the move for uh, performance management, I think it was very good in terms of what we achieved in that year. And then, of course, for me, because I want to focus on players and teams, because I think that because of my size, I could help them better in that way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I suppose it's sort of your bit more of your passion, isn't it? Working in the performance and you know that sort of realm is is more you than uh, operations is, I suppose. 
sorry. Sorry, because I have three cats and they were moving. <laughs> That's okay. I was saying it's probably more your passion working in the performance side. The the, the more sort of physical side is more more. Yes, you. yes. I think that uh, I mean my position in my dance. It's more or less that sports director. I mean the, the only thing I didn't do it's like uh, mm. contact with players to get into my dance and sure. uh, negotiating with them. Mm-hmm. But the other ways like uh, trying to solve problems between teams, uh, trying to. To get better in all ways. I mean, it was more or less that position. Interesting, because you had, as you said, you were you weren't just working with the League of Legends team. You were working with CS:GO, and I think you had Clash Royale as well, and FIFA as well, and FIFA. Okay, and Call of Duty one year that we wow. achieved the we won the Olympic Cup. Wow. Okay, amazing. Yes. So lots and lots of teams. How did you feel working with multiple teams? Did you feel like this impacted your role? Did you feel like you were... I don't know if you've heard the phrase spread too thin, but essentially where you've got so many things to work on, you can't really focus on anything well enough. Do you feel like that was the case? Or was it quite capable, you were able to sort of manage everything nicely? I think uh, I think it was amazing working with lots of teams because, mm. um, uh, because teams are different and te- teams need different things. So that's, for example something that I really appreciate it because mm. it's it's amazing working with some different teams and then you have to manage them in a different way and then to as well you have to uh, use your, word, your words different because for example our casual players uh, were uh, from 16 to 18 years old wow young they were kids yeah I mean, and then for example our code team was 25 years old wow you know Big I mean yeah they, they all of them have uh, girlfriends, uh, they have their own houses, Homes, some of yeah. them. I mean, it was something very difficult to yeah. communicate with them with, with, when we had some problems or whatever. And then, for example, for League of the, League of Legends players, were different as well because it, they were the only team living in the gaming house every time. Okay. You're living the same place that you work as well. Yeah. So you have... I mean, it's very amazing to, to, to make different plans for them and to, to try to use our method in the same way uh, of course uh, trying to um, I, I don't find a word uh, to fix with everything of sure, mould it together, mesh it together yeah. that's it, mm-hmm. so I think it, it was very good for us, I mean for uh, for me because we have to uh, <laughs> to to communicate with them in a different way because yeah, of this, this so that's yeah. it I can imagine that your sort of learning experience of now I understand yes, how to was. work with 16 year olds but I also understand how to work with 25 year olds that's it yeah. that's amazing I mean you don't, you don't use the same words of course the same way of communication yeah. the same tone mm-hmm. everything I mean everything changes so. yeah very interesting and you touched on something there that I think was really interesting and unfortunately I didn't I haven't briefed you on the fact that we might talk about this so I hope it's okay um, gaming house so Whoa. you said that you were, you guys were working in a gaming house at one point. Now, for background of gaming houses, for people who aren't aware of that, they came in sort of around when League of Legends was really starting off as a, as a real eSport. Gaming houses were sort of a mainstay from maybe the get-go. I'm not entirely sure if it was sort of minute one or, or what, but gaming houses have been a mainstay in League of Legends for an awful long time. Now, more recently, we're seeing a slight shift in how gaming houses work. Now, it seems to be... The, the best example is a Team Liquid or a CLG, for example, in, in America, where they will have a place to work and a place to sleep, not combined. What, yes, what's your I thoughts think, on this? Uh, when I started in Alliance, I think, say, I think the same as you. Mm. Uh, I thought the same as you. I mean, uh, 
I prefer uh, having a gaming house and a gaming office. Yes. Call, calling like this because you have to separate work and uh, private life. Mm. For, for me, it's essential. I mean, yeah. that's that's a fact that you're controlling, and it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, moreover, because of our method, we think that it's better because we don't think only on a, being a better professional player, although being a better person. Yes. I, I mean, for example, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna show uh, I'm going to show you an example. Mm-hmm. For example, if you are living by your own, mm-hmm. I mean, in your own house, for example, uh, sharing with some uh, teammates, mm-hmm. you have to clean your clothes, you have to cook yourself, you have to do everything for yourself, and you're growing as a person because one day you have to live by your own. Learn, so yeah. for us, for us, it was a, I don't know how to say the specific word in English, but it was a one of the most important parts of our method. Yeah. I mean, you have to... Our, our slogan was uh, our quote was in Mad Lions uh, in the Spanish it's uh, uh, grow as a person evolve uh, as a gamer or something Evolves like this gamer, yeah. so yeah that's it that both both are connected mm-hmm. so for example having a gaming house and a gaming office it's the best way but the problem is that it's very expensive yeah I mean some teams if you don't have the the financial money or mm-hmm. the investments to do it you have to choose one of them. Yeah, and I suppose because it's not so easy to rent two facilities. That's it. That's it. It's not so easy because it costs a lot more. Yeah, for sure, it's the best way. Yeah. Yeah, my opinion. I think mm-hmm. it's the best. I think I agree. Some things maybe they don't think. For example, because as you can see, and I don't really understand, mm-hmm. like League of Legends teams are always in a gaming house next to their gaming office or. Playing at the same time, sure. in, 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 at the same place. But if you see CSGO teams, mm-hmm. they played at their houses with their family, and then they move to um, the gaming house for bootcamps. Yes, that's okay. something very interesting. It's something that I really want to understand because, mm. of course, CSGO players. I think that the average of age is more than League of Legends. I think it's three, four years more. Okay, but I I don't know if it's because of this of mm-hmm. this fact. Or maybe because all of them, you know, put in contact with each other. Like, yeah, hey, we're yeah, not yeah. going to gaming. Yeah. Okay. Moving for boot camps for a, a tournament or whatever. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> no, I like that. Awesome. Well, look, I think that's a thank you for being open to talking about that when you didn't realize it was coming. I appreciate that. Ah, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and then sort of the last sort of major topic that I wanted to talk about uh, from, from your side of things was... European University Esports. So this is something that you've been involved in uh, more recently, and this is something you're sort of working on now, right? Um, For those who haven't heard of it or don't know, uh, what is the EUE? Maybe talking about the goals, its aims, what it does, all those sorts of things. Okay, well, uh, first of all, EUE tries to be the catalyst of esports through universities. I mean, Mm. uh, how? With events, competitions, education mm-hmm. specifically educational like that's why we are focusing on online education we created a platform that all organizations could put uh, could put sorry their could sum up uh, their their courses yeah and then we're trying to help them to get their their target yes or the, the people they want to do that course mm-hmm. so this is this is uh european university sports how it works i mean mm-hmm. it's very it's very easy 
that's all. I mean, perfect. It, 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 it's simple. It's yeah, simple. no, it's I really like that because one of the things in in England with university esports, um, <laughs> there's sort of two folds. More recently, we've seen some courses popping up here and there. I think there's. Uh, I couldn't tell you for a fact, but the courses I've seen, there's three, maybe four courses to do with esports. Uh, one of the most famous was esports management. Um, I was looking through the sort of uh, courses for that, but there's just there's just not very many, to be honest with you. That's it. That's it. In, for example, in Spain, there are four uh, masters right now. They're called, as you said, yeah. esports management. Okay. So uh, they are the same. Some the prices are going up, down. Yeah. And for example, we went in that platform having all courses, I mean, around the world, mm -hmm. put it in just one platform. And then, for example, the, the target or the or student mm -hmm. could watch all of them and choose who's better for them. Yeah, of course. That's a really that's good it. idea. I really like that, that. That's what we want to do. I mean, uh, like uh, uh, bring to students all, uh, <laughs> all the courses to choose the best for mm. him. I really like that because, um, as I say, to, to be able to find a course in England anyway is quite difficult. It took me months to find sports management, the course that I do. But to find an eSports one, I couldn't find it at the time. And now finding them is like, I might see an advert for something here and there, you That's know? It. So to have it all in one place seems really, really nice. I like that a lot. The other That's facet... It. Go on, sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, you go. <laughs> no, I mean, in EUE, we create a platform uh, called eSports Online Education. Mm -hmm. And this platform, it's... a uh, the base for this platform is what I told to you yeah. 10 seconds ago. Mm -hmm. But of course, we would like to uh, go through universities to show esports in lots of different ways. Yeah. And I think this is something that uh, it feels to me at the moment the educational system is a little bit behind on, where they've well, got so many sports things. Esports, not so much, you know? Yeah, I mean, right now for esports education, it's very difficult because some of uh, the top people working on esports they don't think that they we don't need a specific education in esports right. unless they think that mm. so we are in that uh, point mm. but for us we think that maybe right now it's not the best moment or to right. do it or something i mean if you want to create a esports course mm -hmm. but maybe in one two years it's essential so yes that's why we created the, the, this uh, uh this business mm -hmm. To have stakeholders to put in contact with and then to create something different. Wonderful. And what is it personally that you do at EUE? Are you, you, I think your job title was COO, I think. Um, yes, I'm the chief operating officer, but I'm working close to my CEO, Dick Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, we are both of them. We are the bis we are business developers as well. Yes. Because we're trying to show what we do, what we can do, and what. Uh, uh, and how can we how, how yes how uh, can we help uh, yeah. people interesting and I think that's really good and I think as a, as an idea it's something that I would definitely back and try and uh, uh, sorry for making this I haven't no, spoken English worry. for three months and it's like oh I have to think everything that's again you know? that's amazing <laughs> that if you haven't spoken English for three months and you're speaking this well I'm amazed well <laughs> I should so don't worry no not at all not at all um yeah, I think uh, as a concept, it's a wonderful idea and, and hopefully something that uh, really starts to kick off. And may maybe it's one of those things that the moment esports in universities grows, this is the moment where you guys go yes. like flying with them. There are lots of competitions them. in Europe. You have some business that they're doing it with uh, close, to your, mm -hmm. close to Riot. Mm -hmm. But I think competitions, of course, they are there. But the problem is that where is the education? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
some people think that this is not the moment. Yeah, it's not the moment yet. But I think it is to make the curses. We have to fail. I mean, we have to show what we can do, and then the people tell us, "Hey, I think this is not the way." Okay, well, we change it. Yeah, I think it's fine. And I think that's one of the things you know. You with traditional sports, football, cricket, tennis, rugby, whatever it is. We've had thousands, literally thousands of years to, to figure these, like iron the creases out and figure the kinks out. Esports has been what? 15 years, maybe? So, in comparison, it's like. I think the that um, is professional, huge. maybe 10 years. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe less. Mm. I think professional in the way that the organization have leagues for the, the, the publisher behind them. Behind, yeah. him, uh, behind them, sorry. Uh, everything. I mean, uh, uh, contracts. Uh, I mean, I think professional, less than 10 years, mm. for sure. Interesting, yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to iron these sort of things out. But that's really interesting. I think uh, as a concept, as I say, that's a super, super, uh, a super good idea that I think people mm-hmm. will hopefully back in the future as well. You know, um, but obviously you've been working in bettering player performance and the import- employment of players in terms of the managerial side. Um, your view, therefore, is a very, very interesting one because pe- you've been on both sides of the spectrum and you can see what people. Uh, really need to be doing so is there anything you can suggest or to point people in the right direction of things that are useful to better themselves as a candidate for a team so if people are looking to get picked up by a team is there anything you can suggest to make them a better prospect well I think that the first thing could be being yourself sometimes we try to to be what they want us to be and I think that we we lose our uh, essence mm-hmm. I mean uh, it's very important to be yourself and then after that you have to look about what uh, what the esports field need for example right now there are lots of offers about uh, producers, software engineers cyber security I mean lots of uh, positions are related with uh, uh, technical positions mm-hmm. but then first of all you have to be yourself then after you have to focus on what you want to be inside esports field what what you are in, in what field you are good inside mm-hmm. esports field that's something very difficult because we think yeah. that, oh, I think I think I could be coach but maybe you don't have the, the leadership the to do so. the empathy the ability yeah. to do that that's a problem so mm-hmm. you have to think about in which in which parts I'm good okay try to focus on that and then try to find the opportunity mm. the opportunity is very difficult to, to get it because in the professional field works few people yeah so you have to be good. You need lots of contacts, mm. and you have to do a good uh, net- network work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not in every event, if you're not behind all you want to contact with, it's very difficult to get to its field. Mm. I mean, this is my view because I was one year talking with every people, yeah. being very annoying. Like, hey, I'm here, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm yeah. here, I'm doing this. Okay, you can. Oh. I mean. You have to be you have to be annoyed with them because yeah. it's like okay, that's gonna listen Fine. to you. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient. You have to be constant. I mean, you can take lots of values of traditional sports that it will help you to be better. But uh, because I think uh, we have to learn, esports have to learn about traditional sports. Has mm. to learn about traditional sports because they have so 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 good things go so so many good yeah. things and then. Another thing that's very important about traditional sports is that they have existed for more than hundred years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, professional maybe, maybe nineteen fifty, 
to the, to these social media. I mean, mm-hmm. LinkedIn as well, but I mean, both of them are fine. Amazing. So what I'll do is I'll put all of your uh, links to those platforms there, uh, and for university, uh, European University Esports will all be in the description for the podcast. So again, uh, thank you so much for your time, Alejandro. I really appreciate it, and I hope everyone at home has enjoyed the episode as much as I have. And we will see you on the next one. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>